Let's thank, let's thank our worship team and our production teams. Thank you, guys. Josiah's on the key, so uh, he offered that if I get a really good point, he might chuck some, chuck some organ on it. I don't, I don't know if, if that's true or not. I don't know how ready he is, but if I just said, like, God's a healer. Just turn the keys back on. Are we back? I said God's a healer. How many know he's for you and not against you? <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, felt something on that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You're amazing. I, re- I won't be... Uh, I, we won't get anywhere. If, we, if, we, if I have that organ, that'll just be bad news. I'll literally be saying stuff just to get him to play that. So, so <laughs> may or may not be the word of the Lord. So I need to stay focused here. <laughs> oh, let's, in, in, in case our amazing regional campus pastors are watching, can we give a big shout out to Pastor Matt and Michaela? We love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> so um, I didn't get approval on the organ before tonight, so uh, that's fine. I was playing, actually, Josiah's a legend. He texts me a sound clip of that. He goes, get ready. I said, okay, I am. Let me just share for a few minutes um, that we have here, and then uh, we're going to head out and get pre-Thanksgiving Eve ready. Come on, somebody. Do you, do you eat extra on Thanksgiving Eve to stretch your stomach, or do you, like, fast? What is the fasting? Double down. Okay, there it is. Enlarge your territory, yeah. How many are getting that enlarge word? That you, I just sense God saying that for tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, expand. Expand the, your tent pegs or your belt buckle, one of the two. Yeah, I'm telling you what. All right, I'm, I'm ready to, to play some football tomorrow morning. Come on. Who's, who's uh, come on, guys. Who's, who's ready to dominate for the north kind of region? Let's go. Let's go. Okay. A few, get out there. We're doing it. We're doing it. Daniel chapter 2. Shout out to my brother Daniel and his wife Heidi who just had their 10th child. And they're not Mormon. And uh, just good old-fashioned Christians who are trying to take over the world literally by having children. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, same two people. Yeah, just, just in case there was any question. Bethany, right? Their eighth daughter, they have two boys and eight girls. So if you'd like to donate to their wedding GoFundMe... I will have a link in my bio. You can swipe up. That would be, that would be good. Uh, let, me, let me encourage you out of Daniel chapter 2. And Daniel chapter 2 is, is a, such a wild story ending with a supernatural miracle that I, I believe that God wants to do for you guys here today. Daniel chapter 2 says, In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. 
I believe that he is a picture of much of the world today. They got dreams that are troubling them and they can't sleep. Actually, a lot of them are sleep walking. A lot of them are sleep talking, right? You can tell when somebody's sleep talking when they don't make sense. We have a lot of the world right now who don't make sense. They're saying stuff that does not compute. It doesn't add up. It doesn't work. It's insane. Have you ever thought of yourself, man, this is insane right now, right? That's because literally people are sleep talking. They're dazed. They're confused. They're troubled. They don't know what it all means, right? And you ever, you ever had like a good, who's a sleep talker? Anyone actually sleep talking here? Okay. If you're married to a sleep talker, raise your hand. That'd be cool. I've done it a few times. Oh, it's the best. Don't you love trying to interact with somebody who's sleep talking? It's literally one of my favorite things. Our girls will do it sometimes and they say something weird and you try to get them to keep the conversation going. You ever try to do that? It's the most fun thing in the world. Uh, have you ever been talking possibly to your spouse and then maybe you may have fallen asleep? in the middle of talking. I'm not saying this has happened to my wife and I, but maybe I have fallen asleep a time or two. And you know how when you come to, when they ask a question or when they say, what'd you say? And then you realize the last sentence didn't make sense in comparison to what they'd just been talking to you about. Anyone try to rescue it? You know what I mean? Like, well, what I was saying was, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just realized when, when you know, like, there's no recovery. I just, I was asleep. I, I fell asleep. I, I don't even know what I, what did I say? I didn't. So there's a lot of sleep talking, sleep walking out there. And Nebuchadnezzar, he's having dreams and they're troubling him. That word literally means to like mess with, to torment to agitate, to, right? It's, and so much of the world right now finds themselves in that place where they, they, they don't understand, they're confused. We have so much confusion happening in the world right now. So much pain, so much torment. So the king, it says in verse two, summoned the, mag the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means, right? This is so much of what the world is, is constantly engaging with is what does it mean? What does it all mean? What is it all for? I, I can't make heads or tails of it. I don't understand what is going on. And so much of the world is desperately trying to figure life out. And of course, the last couple of years have been wild, but I'm just talking about in general, in a world where people have, who don't know God are trying to figure out what does it mean? Verse four, then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dreams and we will interpret it for you. So you tell us, and then we'll tell you, right? You tell us what you dreamt, we'll tell you 
what it was. And the king in verse five says, the king replied to the astrologers, this is what I firmly decided. Um, If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces. Ooh, this gets a little rough. And your houses turned into piles of rubble. This dude is tormented, right? He said he was troubled, no doubt. He got so troubled that he was desperate for an answer to his dream that he just went hostile on these guys. They're just like trying to chat through the conversation. He's like, if you don't tell me what I dreamed and then tell me what it means, you're all getting chopped up. It's a rough, rough era. You know what I mean? Thankful for the Constitution that helps us avoid that at this current stage in America, right? Um. Okay, verse six, but if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and you interpret it for me. Once more, they replied, let the king tell his servant the dream and we will interpret it. Then the king answered, I am certain that you're trying to gain time, you think? (laughs) Trying to gain time because you realize that this is what I firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there's just one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream and I will know that you can interpret it for me. So they basically say, nobody can do this. This is impossible, King, what you're trying to get us to do. So he's pretty pissed, and he says, kill them all, okay? So that is literally his response, which, yeah, it's a rough day. Here you thought, like, being a king's advisor was pretty sweet. You know, it was on your IG profile, and next thing you know, you're getting your head chopped off, you know? And uh, so the king's like, everyone's going to get killed. So then the the message comes to Daniel because he was one of the wise men. He was a Jew that had been carried off in exile and captivity, but he was living among the people. He was excelling and was known to have wisdom, right? So uh, the message comes to Daniel in verse 15. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went in went into the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house, explained the matter to his friends, um, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Okay. So during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. And then Daniel praised the God of heaven. Um, So he buys a little time and he goes into the presence of God and he says, God, help me. And he has his friends plead with him. The thing I think about this, it says that the dream came in the night. I wonder how long he stayed up praying and asking God for it, right? Before he was just like, all right, I guess I'm just going to go to bed, you know, hope I wake up, you know. And uh, so in the night, in a dream, God reveals the mystery. He reveals the mystery to Daniel. Then Daniel goes and he, he tells the dream um, to the king. He reveals it. He unpacks it. He says, man, God gave me this. It's incredible. 
Um, let's see here. Let me, let me go to where he, he reveals a dream. So the king says, are you able to tell me, says verse 26, are you able to tell me what I saw in the dream and interpret it? Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, right? He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar, what will happen in days to come? Your dream and the vision that has passed through your mind as you lay on your bed are these. He goes into the whole thing. It's pretty epic, right? Uh, he tells the whole story of these battles and kings and, and the, whole, the, the whole scenario, okay? Let's see here. This is meaning of the dream. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. Verse 46, then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of all gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries for you were able to reveal this mystery to me. Pretty, pretty unbelievable scenario. God gives him the revelation of the mystery. He goes to the king, and then the king's response, and I also love it the way it's worded in the message in that, that final statement from the king. The king fell on his face in awe before Daniel. He ordered the offering of sacrifice and burning of incense in Daniel's honor. He said to Daniel, your God is beyond question, the God of all gods, the master of all kings. He solves all mysteries. I know because you've solved this mystery. So my, my message for the, the few minutes remaining is that you are the answer. You are the answer to this generation. You are the revelation of the mysteries that this generation is trying to get an answer to. They're confused. They're lost. They're troubled. They don't know. But God has sent you to this hour, to this moment, for such a time as this. You are the answer. You're the answer. Now, you don't have all the answers. You are the carrier of the answer. You are the revelation of the mysteries of the universe to a planet that is confused and lost and troubled and broken and don't know what to do don't know what to do, don't know where to go. Why has suicide been skyrocketing? There's so many reasons, but even before COVID, it was insanely high. Why? People have dreams that they're troubled by and they have no answers. They have no answers, but God has sent us, his people, to be the answer to the mysteries of this generation. Jesus said it like this, you are the light of the world. Well, you only need light if it's dark, right? You're the light. Why? Because when the lights are out, you're stumbling around, you're tripping up, you're falling over yourself, you're bumping into walls, you need the light, right? So Jesus sends us into the world as light. He sends us into this generation as light. If you are alive today, God had intention in mind. He knew that this moment needed light and he sent you in advance to light up the world, to bring truth, to reveal the heart of God, to unravel the mysteries of God for this generation. 
Jesus has sent us, he's commissioned us so that people don't have to stumble and be troubled anymore. The question for us is whether or not we're gonna engage that process or not. Because it, it can be a little bit scary to try to interpret the dreams of a confused culture because sometimes they don't wanna hear it. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to them. Sometimes the threat of chopping your head off or at least censoring your Instagram is there. It's not as bad, you know what I mean, in comparison. <laughs> but there can be fears related to saying the truth because light and truth are the same thing. If we withhold the truth, our world stays dark. Right, the mystery stays unsolved. The only way for a mystery to be unraveled is for somebody who has the ability to see past all the chaos and confusion and say, here's the answer, here's the truth. Well, where do we find that? Remember what, da what Daniel does. He finds out that there's a threat of death there's this crazy mystery that has to be solved. He goes to his friends. He doesn't say, hey guys, what do you think the answer is to the king's dream? He just says, hey, pray with me because only person who can unravel mysteries is Jesus. He's the only one who can do it. Our God is the only one who has the ability to unravel this mystery. So intercede with me, pray with me. I'm going to God and I need this mystery to be solved. And I think that's an important note for us in our current time that we live in. So many times in the cultural narrative, it's all about finding the answer within yourself, right? You finding what feels right, you finding what seems right, you self-actualizing, you coming up with your own truth and your own narratives. There is no ability to unravel the mysteries within yourself. It doesn't work. There's no answer in there. The answer is in Jesus. The answer is in God. It's in His Word. It's in His truth. That's where the answer lies. So if I'm going to unravel the confusion of the culture around me, I have to go to the secret place. I've got to go in prayer. I've got to go to His Word. I've got to, I've got to mine out of the, this reservoir of truth. I've got to pull that out and begin to then declare the mysteries of God, declare the truth of God that unravels the confusion of the culture that we live in. I wanna encourage you. We got Nebuchadnezzars all over the world, but uh, in your world, right? In your workplace, in your school, in your college, in your community, maybe around your dinner table tomorrow, right? They are confused. They are troubled. They need an answer. And pray for wisdom and how to reveal those mysteries, right? But the answer is not just in another good self-help book, although I like good discipline strategies and new ways of thinking and, you know, all those, I love it. I need all of that. I need to keep sharpening my skills in all kinds of areas. But I don't just need another self, an answer that I find within myself. I need an answer that I find within God's Word. And that is the way you help reveal the mysteries to people that are in your world. And, and, and for those of us 
especially in a church like ours who is spirit-filled, who operate in the gifts of the spirit, is obviously there is just, there's, there's enough truth just literally in the written logos word of God to unpack the mysteries. But then sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you a little bit of a cheat code and give you some supernatural insight, a prophetic word, a word of knowledge and a word of insight into the situation. You'll be able to say something that they know that there's no way you could have known that. And that is what happened in Daniel and the king's scenario. He tells the king something that he knows it was impossible for anybody to have known that. And so because of that supernatural prophetic moment that Daniel had, the king knew that there is only one way that this could have come, and that's from the God of heaven and earth. There's only one answer to that. And so when you and me, began to reveal the truth of God. When we began to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, we began to reveal to people that there's only one way. There's only one way that those people at Awaken could have known that, could have had that, could have prayed that, could have believed for that. It's because there must be a God in heaven that oversees all this, that is an unpacker of the mysteries. There must be, there must be something there. There must be a truth there. There must be freedom there. There must be peace there. There must be life there. Amen. Why don't you all stand to your feet? We'll wrap it up. We got 46 seconds. Thank you, Jesus, that you reveal the mysteries. Here's what, in a moment, I'm going to invite the ministry team to come up. And we, we're going to be helping solve the mysteries for the world that's out there, right? Through the truth of God's word. But maybe tonight you're like, man, you are facing a scenario that is so confusing to you. It's frustrating. You, you can't see your way through it. You can't see your way out of it. And you just need, you need a word from God. You need a prophetic word. And the ministry team up here in a few minutes, man, they have been leaning in. They have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them and active. And they're going to pray and God is going to reveal some mysteries tonight. I believe that. I believe he's going to give prophetic insight and direction to many who would come up and say, I need some wisdom. I need some direction. And don't even think, oh man, are you putting the ministry team on the spot? No. Because it's not them who are going to reveal mysteries to you. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the revealer. He's the revealer of mysteries. He's the one who brings truth, amen? So I'm gonna create that space here in just a moment, but just with one more question before I turn it back over. With everybody's head bowed, eyes closed, I gotta ask a question. This is, this is the, the million dollar question, the billion dollar question, the most important question we all have to ask and answer. Many of in the room, myself included, have already made this decision. I've answered this question, and here's the question. Who is leading my life? Is it me? Is it myself? Is it the enemy? Or have I made the decision that I'm going to follow Jesus? Have I put my faith in him? And why do I need to do that? Why do I have to put my faith in him? Because my sin separated me from God. And there's no way for me and my own human effort and all my good deeds and all my best efforts, there's no way that I can bridge that gap that has been created by my sin. But there's one who did, the perfect, 
the sinless, the Bible calls him the spotless lamb of God. Why? Why? Because in the Old Testament, only the perfect lamb could be sacrificed to take away the sin of the nation of Israel. And so Jesus became that lamb for us. When he died on the cross, perfect, sinless, he paid once and for all, for all of our sin. And if I put my faith in Jesus, I receive. He takes my sin and he gives me his righteousness and I'm in right relationship with Jesus again. So tonight, in the moment of self-reflection, if you say, Samuel, I need to make that decision tonight. I've not yet made that decision to go all in and follow Jesus. On the count of three, I'm gonna have you lift up your hand boldly, confidently, just ready to receive. You're like, man, is he gonna receive me? Does he, what about all the stuff I've done? What about what I've said? What about, oh, no, no. no, Nothing you've done could keep you away from the love of God. He loves you. There's no sin that the blood of Jesus doesn't cover. So don't even sweat that a moment. All you gotta do is put your faith in Jesus. He will receive you. He will forgive you. He'll get you on the right track. So if that's you in a moment, I have you, have you lift up your hand. Or maybe you've prayed that prayer in the past. You've been, but you're honest, you've kind of been running from God for a while. You've been distant. You're here tonight, though, and you just know God is, is calling you to come close to him again. And you just want to kind of draw a fresh line in the sand, step across that and say, Jesus, I'm all in. If that's you, either one of those scenarios, on the count of three, I just want you to boldly lift up your hand around the room. One, two, three. Just go and lift up your hand. Let me know who I'm praying with. Awesome. Great. Great. Awesome. Awesome, proud of you. Anybody else? You see, that's been lifted up nice and high so I can see it. Several of you guys, awesome. Proud of you guys, awesome. Anybody else? Say, that's me, awesome. Amazing. So good. Man, he's so good. He's so faithful. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to just pray a prayer of salvation with every single one of you guys. You repeat this after me, and the whole church family is going to agree with you. And then we're going to have our ministry team come up in a moment. And if you prayed that prayer, along with others who are getting prayer for some other things, I want to invite you to come forward, talk to one of our team. we got a gift for you. we got a Bible, which I was just preaching out of. If you don't have a Bible, we don't want you to leave without a Bible. Or we'll help you download it on, on, your, on your phone as well. That's, that's one of my favorite ways to engage with God's Word. And then i got a book called Following Jesus that I wrote that is just the seven next steps after you say yes to Jesus. It's a quick start guide, okay? It's the on-ramp into your relationship with Jesus. And it will help you know, how do I read the Bible? How do I pray? How do I hear from God? What's this Holy Spirit? spirit you're talking about why why the church what does it matter that's going to help you get into god's word in a way that will transform your life so everyone would just raise your hand and the whole church i want us to pray this prayer together everyone repeat this after me say heavenly father thank you for sending your son jesus to die on the cross for my sin and raising from the dead to give me life tonight I choose to turn from my way, to turn from my sin, and follow you with all my heart for the rest of my life. Holy Spirit, fill me up with your power to do your will. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's give it up. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.